0: At Trivers, we believe that buildings can and should make a meaningful difference in their communities. We choose challenging projects digging deep to solve hard problems. We seek sustainable solutions by repurposing more and wasting less. We create catalysts for change through hard work and ingenuity. Visit us online at Trivers.com to learn more. Trivers, creating architecture of lasting positive consequence. Welcome everyone to this episode of Build St. Louis. The regional podcast that captures and shares the very heartbeat of construction and development. And I'm your host, Carrie Smith. And with us today, we're really excited to hear from Randy Beckendorf, president of Beck's Construction Services. And Randy comes from a family of builders. He's been building for more than 40 years. And in 2014, he left a successful career as a general contractor to form his own company, Beck's Construction Services. Randy and his teams are delivering some of the biggest jobs in St. Louis and across the country and they bring experience and innovation to the table Randy we're so excited to have you here today on build St. Louis thanks for joining us on the inbox You got it. Well, the topic today is one I know that really interests me and others that aren't directly in the construction industry, but are watching the forces that and factors you've all dealt with pretty much since the pandemic or even earlier. So Randy, I'm appreciating your expertise on today's topic, which is the state of the construction material supply chain. And I would love to start by just asking you, some three and a half years past the start of the pandemic, are we still seeing, are you still seeing supply chain issues? In construction?
1: Yeah, most definitely. It is kind of evolved. It used to be in 2020 and 2021, 2022. It was lumber, it was steel, it was drywall, copper wire, that kind of thing, raw materials, even cotton. But it's the raw materials, have kind of tapered off and in, in the supply has built up a little bit. But we're still seeing uh, huge issues with electrical switchgear and HVAC equipment, especially like the small HVAC units for your house, not so much. But when you get into these larger HVAC units specialized for this or for that, you just can't get them. I mean, it might be a year out of however long.
0: Wow, I was just gonna ask you what that meant in terms of wait time. So it could be over a year? That's yes. got to have yeah. a crazy effect on large-scale commercial projects. What do you do when you find out it's going to be more than a year? How does logistically that it's all they a project or change? Of things.
1: Okay. They do a couple of things. One, you start the project later. No sense in starting it if you could going run completely out of gas before you get to the end. So start the project a little later. You back into those things. You dance around them as best you can. You know, if the electrical switch skill is not going to be there, you find a source of temporary electric to provide the power you need until the permanent power shows up
0: wow i just can't even imagine can you give us even a generic example of a type of project you were working on where that you don't need to share the name unless you would like to but kind of when that happened and how you kept things moving
1: there's a couple right? one is doing a project for a company that builds brain surgery tools and they have a specialized niche that requires a cleaning room and the clean room requires certain hvac aspects and filters and that equipment is 11 months out. And so we were able to, it all seems like it shouldn't be legal, but if you're willing to pay the money, they could somehow get it to you sooner. So in this case, they're willing to pay an extra hundred plus thousand dollars and, and then we can get it sooner. So if it means that much to you, they'll bump you to the front of the line for paycheck. Wow! Some instances it doesn't work, so so it does.
0: It's I guess supply and demand, and when there's very little supply, right, the price rules the day, right? It does. And it's
1: really difficult for this mail and You couldn't afford that, but this is a national, international company, and the time is worth it to them that, that paid the line.
0: Sure. So speaking of, as you mentioned, you're really articulately shared about raw materials shortages and delays being what we saw, you know, maybe in 2020 and 2021. Is there a direct ripple effect of now? Are the raw materials shortages related to the switch gear and the other HVAC equipment now? Or is it just a completely different supply chain constraint?
1: I think in 2020, we didn't even know what a pandemic was. In February, there was no pandemic. In March, all so there was a pandemic. And I think that everybody, us included in construction, we were all caught flat footed. We didn't realize that this avalanche was coming. And so now, three years later, we've learned that companies that supply things they have gotten wise. They don't keep inventory, but they keep less inventory now than years check. But if certain things that are going to be in demand, 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 lumber, steel, copper wire, they do have a little bit of inventory for those. So that's why I think it's backed off a little bit.
0: Okay. So they kind of, they sort of learned from the scarcities of a few years ago. They got caught. Oh, okay. And then they caught back up. They don't want to
1: be overstocked, but they learned to have some stuff on on hand so that people like me could call up and get lumber or steel, et cetera.
0: Sure. That makes sense. I talked to, I think it was probably more 2021, but I was talking with companies building projects and they were mentioning shortages in major components of buildings like joists and trusses and things like that. And, and back at the time, if I remember correctly, and you may have been one of those who talked about how the teams, project teams got creative and they maybe prefabricated a solution that took the place of waiting a year or more for a particular joist or, or other piece of equipment. And I wondered if X was part of that creativity and innovation with dealing with these shortages. And if you guys, if you had an example where you, you you know, almost on the fly, created something to take the place of a joist or something that the weight was unreal for.
1: Instead of using steel joists, joists mean light lighter gauge metal designed. We uh, had instance where instead of using joists, which were probably ten months out, we instead used I-beams. And these I-beams Stayed on the same center as the joists, and they were readily available. And then we didn't have the ten-month wait; it cost a little more, but we were able to stay on, on schedule to buy those I-beams in six weeks instead of ten months.
0: Wow, that's a great example. I wondered if other companies did that, and then there was a burgeoning shortage of I-beams, or if there were plenty of I-beams to go around.
1: Well, the lost deal they're able to make the joists are specialized. There's design drawings, etc. Um, another instance where we were doing a lot of these big box built up buildings. And we priced, we didn't build one, but we priced several of them out of wood the of mellons. So it was, there was no savings, but the wood was available. But at the end of the day, they opted to just wait for the steel.
0: Wow. Well, you brought up a great point that I hadn't even thought of about just procurement and at the proposal or submittal stage of, that's so creative to me because why set yourself up for responding to a proposal and for a job if you know that what they're asking for is possibly not going to be available. I think that super innovative that you proposed that, whether people latched onto that or not.
1: Well, they, they sell it on the West Coast. They build them out of wood. They haven't really got it in the Midwest here yet, but it is an option.
0: Wow, that's amazing. What wow. they would do is they would build these large
1: sections on the ground, and raise them with a crank, build the section out of wood, and then they raise the whole bag. They raise the whole thing up and set it down. So they're doing the work on the ground, that setting it all up there.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I love to watch that stuff happen. I can't get enough of it. So in terms of today, I think you probably already covered this so well, Randy, but are there construction materials that you still have a comparatively long time that you're waiting for today? That would be like the switch gear, the air conditioning, other systems, or is there anything else that is just unpredictable in terms of delays?
1: Some of them are glass and the curtain wall systems that can be Halloween I as well. So we were in fact we less and the owners have become a little bit more relaxed and we have another project a car dealership where the front showroom is all black painted black aluminum sofa but we had an automatic door that was going to be 10 months out and they were able to get dark rods anodized in about six weeks to put them side by side they're very close. So the owner said yeah that's fine that's good six weeks as so close as good enough, as long as the owners are able to see the end result. That instead of waiting and waiting, I mean, time is money. So they're able to compromise a little bit. Should say
0: that's cool. Does building information modeling BIM play into any of this? And how do you show an owner or communicate visually when you need to think creatively on a material so that he or she can really see what it's going to look like and give you the, the sign off?
1: Yeah, BIM, BIM is a great tool, a three D tool. You can even have a three D walkthrough of what it's going to look. Like if you're doing a school or a church or even retail, you could have them put on the virtual image glasses and they could kind of walk through their space and see it that way. So yeah, the AI image is definitely here.
0: That's awesome. So I guess the question, I always have to throw this crystal ball question at you, which probably isn't fair, but as you look to 2024 and possibly 2025 with regard to supply chain and issues, what are you hearing? Are you hearing that any of that's going to kind of even out or is it going to, the shortages are going to continue for some time to come?
1: I think it's going to start even a lot. I think that it, one of the things that's going to force it to even out is that the economy has already started to slow down. So when it slows down, then on all the supplies that or the demand side, to be nervous, supply is going to catch up. So I think that's going to help the shortages going forward. I mean, it might be painful. You won't be doing as much work, but when you do get the work, you'll have the materials to, to build a building. Wow.
0: I just enjoyed talking to you today. I could talk to you all day long. I don't know if you have any other points that you wanted to add to the supply chain discussion, or do you think we kind of covered it? Were we missing anything that you wanted to introduce? No, I I
1: think we've hit most of the highlights. Uh, It's getting better as we go forward, be creative with the things that you have, and I think it's forced owners and architects to compromise or they otherwise might not have compromised.
0: Wow. And I'm sure with, like with everything else, the earlier all the project team members get involved, the better, I would think.
1: Yeah, we do a lot of design building. That's, it's really a smart way to go. You get on the ground floor and you're able to be, the contractor should be part of that discussion. We buy materials. Every day, so we know what they cost. Architects don't buy materials every day, so they're building things. And I don't say that money is no object, but they don't know a better way to build an ostrich. They're smarter. They know what they want, but they it's better to have a collaborative discussion between the designers and the builders and the owner at the front end.
0: Oh, so well said, Randy. We've been talking with Randy Beckendorf, president of Bex Construction Services in St. Louis. And it's just been a pleasure to talk about all the additional challenges, as if building a project were hard enough, all the additional nuances that you guys have to navigate. I really respect what you do and so appreciate you being with us today on Build St. Louis. You got it. Thanks. Bye.
1: Hello, my name is Anthony Thompson. I'm the CEO of the Kwame Building Group. You're listening to one of the greatest new podcasts in the city of St. Louis, building project diversity. Please tune in and learn a few things about how you can improve diversity and delivery of your projects in the city of St. Louis.